Okay, so yeah, hey, welcome people. Thank you for uh, joining us for another episode of the Loading Screen Podcast, where we talk about everything Monster Hunter and video game related. Uh, this week we have Rayla here, who is another avid Monster Hunter fan, runner, gamer, all the good stuffs. Um, first time person, doesn't have webcam, but that's fine. We got their little icon here, good enough. Um, so, yeah, probably I don't have a cam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thanks for uh, joining me, sir. Uh, anything you want to start and introduce yourself with, by all means, go ahead. Uh, no, no problem. And, and actually, thank you for including me, including me on this. Uh, well, as as Fem said, and and Rayla, uh, uh, overall, uh, most of other people. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I stream on Twitch, but that's that's really well. I mean, to be fair, very few people are streaming Monster Hunter on Switch right now. It's kind of a downtime. Uh, and actually, I I'm starting to like Twitch less time by time, so that, it's gonna be fair. even more rare than that. Are, are you gonna like go over to YouTube or something, or you just? Uh, I think I'll I'll just. Dedicate to record stuff for YouTube. Okay, fair enough. Cool. And pretty much that's it. <laughs> All Don't right. Have much more to say for an introduction. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's fine. Um, just question, because um, I, I mentioned before, we usually drink on the podcast. Did you bring anything to drink? Yeah. I can't see. I'm just curious. What do you have drinking over there? Yeah, uh, it's what I told you. Uh, I thought on. Uh, and grind some drinks, but when you can can't actually see it, yeah, I think it it kind of loses the thing. No, uh, it, it's not the same when you can't see. It. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, people can see me, and yeah, so I'm drinking wine. I got a 2018 Chardonnay from LDT in Paso, but that's just me because I'm a schnoozy bitch. So, just getting that out there. So let's go ahead and just dive into uh to you Rayla um so I'm just uh curious for people who don't know um how long you've been playing Monster Hunter uh I've been playing for at this at this point it's I think it's almost 10 years oh 10 years then where did you uh start from uh from what Monster Hunter did I start off or what do you mean yeah like where, where did you start like you know start playing well because 10 years obviously that's pre-world but I mean what game did you start playing uh, my first Monster Hunter was three. Okay, three or three U, like try or what? Try, try. Okay, yeah. just, just like check the it. Wii, <laughs> the the original we Monster Hunter three, yes. Cool, cool. So what hooked you on it then? Because like, obviously Monster Hunter is a very niche franchise of a game. Uh, at uh, at that time it was a really niche franchise. Yes, so I really wonder myself. I, I actually came to discover the, the series. Uh, it was mostly because of a uh, Spanish streamer that started doing uh, that started doing videos on mm -hmm. YouTube, mm -hmm. mostly for entertainment purposes. It, uh, uh, was those were on the speed runs or anything like that, it was, it was just team playing and same random bullshit. Cool. So did you decide like then and there that you also wanted to do speedrun stuff or did you get into it from more of a casual no. perspective? Uh, when I started to get into speedruns, it was actually like three years later than that. 
it, and it was uh, when For You was was finishing being popular, to say, say it some way. Mm -hmm. When Jen was about to, to get released. So did you stick to running in For You or did you uh, jump on Jen's bandwagon? Uh, no, I started running before before Jen was was out, and and then for and then kept doing that in, in Jen. Gotcha. Um, you just didn't have a capture I, card, though, right? Uh, I didn't have a capture card. Nobody on did. That, <laughs> on that, well, then uh, my spelling is is quite terrible at that time. Don't mind it too much. No, you're fine. You're fine. So since you started back in try and stuff, uh, obviously you've been playing since then. Um, we gotta have the ob can't speak uh, the obligatory questions out of the way. Um, yes, what is your? Yes, we both can speak. Yes, I have a hard time too, but it's also because I drink a lot. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, uh, what is your obvious like weapon of choice and your favorite monster? Because those are questions that everybody has to ask every monster well, player ever. Well, my obvious weapon of choice. Uh... Uh, it is a uh, surprise for whoever knows me even a little bit. It's obviously greatsword. Good old-fashioned greatsword. Fair enough. Uh, it's it's the only weapon I I feel comfortable comfortable enough uh, to be able to speed run with it. Cool. Um, now is that because like it's just because it's like very calculative and it's just like hey do this one thing uh, at this time and then you have to it's more like scripting and planning than actual like great yeah. uh, is a weapon that I feel really uh, how do I say this uh, that is really according to how a speedrunner plays but, everything uh, has to be pre-calculated very strategical. Uh, you you have to be thinking every time you do anything. Because if if you position wrongly or you start chatting randomly, you you're likely gonna fail. Yeah, that's how most people play Great Sword. <laughs> yeah, because you you have to calculate when you are gonna do the stuff, and I and I really like that. So, do you prefer like the old style greatsword gameplay, or do you prefer world and fifth gen greatsword? When I think about that, um, I can't really say I prefer one or the other. I just really like uh, every style of it. Did you I, I did really you like play uh, like GU's greatsword? Did you like have a preferred style for that? Uh, GU's greatsword uh, when. When it was based yet, which was really different from GU or Double Cross, mm -hmm. uh, I, I prefer to play to play Guild Red Sword, for example. Um, when GU came in here, obviously my my choice to go was Valor Red Sword because it was uh, stupidly superior to every other style. It isn't how it always is. It's always fucking Valor style. Yeah, uh, it's like. Why are you gonna pick another stack when Valor is there? Well, because you get like free counters, you get free parries, and you get shortcuts into like all your good stuff. No, oh, and Greatsword is just having way hop, right? more openings for. Huh? Yeah, uh, Valor Greatsword had the hop, right? Uh, the or hop, slide, uh, whatever. Yeah, the like a dash. Yeah, oh, a dash, there you go. 
There's like yeah, three words, they all mean the, the same thing. The thing with Valet Greatsword is that you have way more openings to, to actually charge. Because you... the, the draw charge is faster. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know it charges faster, but do you get free charge after like Valor sheathing an attack or something? Uh, uh, can you repeat that again? I didn't quite. Uh, I'll say, do you get like a, a free level three charge if you Valor sheath an attack? Uh, I mean, you can't. You can't really randomly charge. Still, you have to to be precise about when you. But but it's more easy to find an opening with Valor with sword compared to other styles. Hmm. Uh, coolsies. Great sword is great sword. Um. So then, it's asked you about your favorite weapon. So, what is your favorite monster then? My favorite monster, uh, until until Bastion, mm -hmm. I I really I really used to think my favorite monster of all monsters from the games was like like You and everybody else, okay? But you said used to. Uh, so what do you think now? Uh, when I saw like Agnes in Jam, I think way too too down. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I get uh, it. Yeah, in games like Agrus was, because it, it was so like, free. It was not. It's just not the fire. Like I don't see why they brought like some of those Leviathans back when there's no water and they had to man, gimp half their move sets. I mean, they could keep uh, like Agrus move set on planar. Like they ha they have done that already. They could just bring the same move set and the same. And the same stuff, but they made it so random that it was very enjoyable there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like Jen's laggy either. I mean I mean it's not like it's a terrible fight, it's just it's a shadow of what it once was. Yeah. So then who is your new favorite monster after Jen Laggy? My new favorite monster and and I think this would be hard to to overcome. It's God. Gore Macabre. Now it's Gore. It's another good choice. Gore is like specifically Gore, or do you like Chaos or Shigaru more? Uh, I, I like original Gore more. And cha Chaotic is really cool, and Shigaru, yeah, it's just amazing. But I, I like uh, old fashioned Gore more. Okay, fair enough. Are you expecting him to come back in uh, Sunbreak, or are you just like, you're, you're off I that bandwagon? <laughs> Uh, I, from what I've seen in Sunbreak's trailers, I really think Gore, Gore might, might come back. Hmm. Well, I guess we're going to find out in five days or something. Uh, but, yeah, in exactly five days. I mean, it's not like they couldn't bring him back because it's obviously it's the B team for Capcom who made Gen and GU and they brought Gore into there. So, I mean, there's a good chance they could. I mean, it's not like they have to reintroduce the uh, Frenzy and Apex mechanics because they didn't in Gen either. You know, I I think God might uh, be back, but the Apex and Friends mechanics uh, won't surely be back. I don't think they could bring it back, right? Because they already have, like, I, people are saying it's a translation error, but they have Apex monsters already, which are literally yeah, just uh, the Deviants. But Apex monsters here, monsters here, I can speak, uh, are basically just Jens Deviants, but it's uh, slightly reward. Yeah, they're literally the same demons. They have half they, their same they, attacks. They are an Apex monster. 
as we remember though right and so, so it's like even if they did bring back boar i don't think they could bring back they'd have to rename everything but then the naming conventions are going to get all thrown out of whack if they like bring gore back with a different like frenzy virus and they have like frenzy monsters and they're not apexes are called something else and we have it's, it's it'd be weird it'd be super weird so um so right now are you still currently playing uh, a monster in your game or are you playing something else right now until sunbreak uh, I'm not playing as much Monster Hunter as, as I usually do when any Monster Hunter gets released in, the, in any platform. But I'm trying to keep playing every time to time. Just For example, I, stay I, sharp. I'm still, play, uh, I'm still playing Rise recently uh, to keep doing uh, one or two more runs before somebody comes here. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you gonna run? And, uh, what am I gonna run? Before summary comes, yeah. I, I wanna I wanna get myself a solo Apex Rathalos run. Ooh, Apex Rathalos. Is he a good fight for Greatsword? Uh, it's a really fun fight for Greatsword, actually. I didn't expect that <laughs> precisely a Rathalos to be this one. I I mean I don't think he's easy at all. Like I uh, well, because I'm also from a gunner, uh Apex Rathalos in general is awful for us because he doesn't have a uh, exploitable hit zone until he's in Apex state. So like half the time yeah. you deal no damage. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know about poor gunners, but uh, when you're playing Waze or in my case, it's really easy to, to find a suitable wish point because you always have his head. Mm -hmm. So, do how many do you know off the top of your head? How many like true charge slashes or uh, greatsword swings knocks him out of apex mode? Like, is there like a lock you can do for that fight? Uh, when he when when he enrages, I think uh, I think more or less uh, two thousand and one two thousand and five hundred damage mm -hmm. or three thousand uh, will be the thing to. To Apex double him. Can you get two swings in then? Because you hit for like what, like thirteen hundred or something on a good swing. Uh, what? Sorry, I didn't understand that quite well. Oh, I'm just thinking. Can you get like two great sword swings in during his, um, you know, Apex topple so that you can like prep the other uh, swing to get like to just chain lock it essentially. Uh, to chain lock it, uh, I think it's possible but it will be really hard to perform are you actually gonna try it or are you just gonna go with you know whatever feels good kind of run uh i'm not i will not try that hard but but i would try to to set myself with a sub four most likely sub, sub or that seems or, like a pretty good time to me or a 330 as much yeah okay well that yeah keep me my... posted on that yeah, I'll keep trying, but uh, I haven't I haven't visited that run since like a month ago or, or even more. So I have to practice that again. Yeah, and you got about, what, uh, seven weeks? Seven weeks until sunbreak, so you're on a timer. Uh, yeah, more or, less, more or less that, yes. Um, so, uh, so I have to get a bit soon. More soon yep. than... Better fucking start streaming. Uh, I might uh, try some of those on stream, actually. I mean, yeah, they'd be fun to watch because I, I, 
I personally, I as much as I love the Rathalos fight, Apex Rathalos drives me insane because I just can't deal damage to it. So I would love to see, you know, Great Sword and Melee runs against it, but I don't see people fighting Apex Rathalos all that often. Yes, so. um, I might throw one next week. Okay, well, yeah. Yell at me when you do. Yeah, you, you'll probably see. If you follow me on Twitter or whatever. Uh, I do. And you, so... you'll just you'll just probably see or or I can always hit you up. If I do, so. Yeah, just like so. yell at me. Uh, like when you do, if you, I don't know if you do like announcements on Twitter or whatever when you start streaming, just like yell at me uh, at I, I do. Okay. Yeah, just to make sure that I, so I don't miss it. So. All right. Um, so with that out of the way, so uh, let's talk about other Monster Hunter stuff. Um, because obviously you've been playing for a while now. Um, what was your overall impressions with World and Iceborne? Because that was like a big step up in terms of how the game functioned okay. coming from fourth gen. And we're not talking about Rise right now, but just how do you feel going from like fourth gen to World? Okay. If you're asking about my impressions on World. Uh, that's a quite interesting topic for me, because yep. I, I'm going to separate base world from ice. Well, uh, that, that's uh, a good ch choice, because yeah, I would definitely separate yeah, base world from ice world. Starting with base world, uh, it's easily my least favorite Hunter game. Wait, really? Yes. Oh uh, my god, okay. I, I, was I absolutely despise base oh, world. Okay. Wow, okay, because it's like my favorite. Like, I love the base world, but okay, no, go ahead. I, uh, I want to hear you talk about it, yeah. I I can kind of understand okay that that dog was was not happy with me not like yeah him. right <laughs> it was like no <laughs> uh, I can kind of understand why people love baseball so much but it just couldn't hit me it was because, it just because of like the investigations that were just doing nothing but the same elders over was it the roster like Dive, dive into uh, it, I want to know. The, the roster for me was pretty good, actually. But it, it was many wrong decisions that made it quite, quite bad for me, for me at least. The multiplayer scalings, how investigations work, the rotational events, I hated that. Well, they killed multiplayer with the scaling and the uh, rotating events. Like, like nobody did multiplayer in that game. I mean, in, in Ace World, it's, the multiplayer scaling was okay, but in Base World, it, it was just terrible. So I forget Base World. It was just either like it was either four players or like or, or one player, right? It was just multiplayer uh, scaling and single player scaling, right? It was either or solo scaling or four player scaling. Right, so there was no separation I mean, between two and then three and four players. And if someone left, it didn't re-scale. You, you were <laughs> just facing a, a four three health monster. I, okay, so I don't, I didn't do a whole lot of multiplayer stuff in base world. I can totally see people just being dicks and trolling online, joining lobbies just to set it to multiplayer and then leave. Yeah, uh, uh, it wasn't my case. Uh, it, it happened to me mostly because my PC sucked and it, it disconnected me from many times. But yeah, it's it was quite annoying dealing with a with a so much health monster just myself. Mm -hmm. 
So was it just that that the whole multiplayer aspect of it, or or what else didn't you like about Base uh, World? Uh, one reason, one more reason why why I didn't like Base World was the the rotational event stuff. I mean, if I have some content there, why remove it? Well, because that, that was their entire, like, setup was that they tried to make it like a live service game. So they wanted to keep you coming back every now and then, which is why they had rotating events and had, you know, content that they would drop like every other week, like one or new, one or two event quests. Because that's how they marketed World was more like a live service game. So, I mean, I understand why it fucking sucks, but I get why they did it. Yeah, I can kind of understand the, the reason behind it, but I, I really don't like it. No, I, I agree, hundred percent. It was one of the biggest flaws about World it, Wii, especially Cole. Cole was annoying as fuck. Yeah, it, it was really annoying, and and not only because it was a rotation event, but it was a siege quest, which is a, which is another system I really hate. Now, do you hate the siege quests because of just? you know, how it operated in terms of you needed multiple groups together, or did you hate it because Cole's RNG to get the actual weapon you want was such dog shit? No, uh, I don't mind having a, having RNG on rewards, but I hate having to repeat the same actual quest many times to get one uh, round of rewards. Yeah, that's fair. So then, um... Let me take a little step away from that and talk about Iceborne really quick before we actually continue yep. on to that. But Cole's Iceborne, which was literally just a quest, it wasn't like a siege, it was just like a, a go through once and you do it to get rewards. Was that fine with you? Uh, when Cole got to Master Rank, I love that, that fight. Because I really like Cole's fight, I, really, I just didn't like siege quest. That's fair, because yeah, I, I really loved Cole's fight as well. I thought Cole was really well done. I just didn't like having to do like what you're saying. It's like do we like track farming to get like your pursuit rank all the way up and then, you know, failing the quest intentionally going back and then actually doing it to get a chance at the rewards. And then like, you had to do it like fucking 300 times to get the weapons you wanted. It was just yeah. kind of annoying. When Golf got to Master Rank, it was just, hey, fight this monster. Yeah, and you didn't have uh, to do the whole first phase either. The, because the fight was really fun. Yeah, I, I really like Cold Sight. Yeah, I, re, I like Mastering Gold. Okay, so and I get that. And that's most of base world. It was just like bad online play, uh, a seasonal quests that were just kind of like rotating yeah, every week. Events. Cold was yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, Siege quests suck. So what about what about Arc-Tempered Monsters and stuff? How do you, how'd you feel about those? Uh, for Arc-Tempered monsters. I think the overall concept is really cool, actually. Uh, there are some exceptions. <laughs> Lunastra. You know what? It's funny. So, yeah, Arc Temper Lunastra is just, could just suck a big one, but I still feel like Arc Temper Lunastra was easier than the optional quest for Lunastra, who had, like, three times the amount of life as normal monsters for whatever reason. Uh, did the, the, the optional one have more HP? I, I don't remember, but... Yo, you didn't know? Okay, so that's why everyone hated Lunastra. Uh, uh, so, no, not that I didn't know, but I didn't remember. Yeah, so the original optional quest for Lunastra had, I think it was 18,000 HP. 
and it was like 18 to 22k or something it was a huge amount whereas like normal elders i think had 8k around there maybe maybe she had like 17k but she had almost three times the amount of life as normal elders and so when the uh investigations came around for her she had the normal life because it wasn't the optional modifier so she only had like eight or nine k it's not too bad and then arc tempered lunaster came around and she had about 18k like all the other arc tempered monsters she just had like one new move so like fighting arc tempered lunasha was basically the same as fighting the optional Lunasha, except it just did a little bit more damage and had like set spots where it would do like it's a, you know, whole screen nuke. That's hot. Uh, actually, I think I I never even came to do an Arc Temper Lunasha on base world. That's good on you. I, 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 only, I only tried it when I was... Oh, that's been fun. Dude, fucking Lunasha was awful. But because uh, I, I really like the Arc Tempers things too, because they felt like G rank monsters in a high rank game. Uh, yeah, and I, and yeah, I really, really like cool. Plus, I think I think some of the Arc Tempered monsters are probably the best fights in the world. Like Arc Tempered Teo, uh, not so much Valhazak. That was his aura was shitty as fuck. Uh, Nergagante yeah. and Kirin, like they were really good Arc Tempers. Yeah, but Valhazak in general is uh, is actually a pretty boring fight. Yeah, it's just seeing how you. Hit um, an, H- an HP response. Yep. Um, also, I mean, as much as he sucks, he's better than Black Veil Valhazak. Yeah. So let's so let's go ahead and, and segue into Iceborne. So obviously you hated World, but there were some redeeming qualities to World. But let's talk about Iceborne. What is your thoughts about Iceborne? Uh, what I think about Iceborne is what, that overall it, it was a, a huge improvement or Oh, of all the mistakes base world did but but on the other side uh it it committed a one huge mistake we all know what that yeah. is uh and i think you all know we you all know what what i'm gonna say is it clutch claw uh, it's co- uh, it's called clutch claw <laughs> yep <fucking> clutch claw. <laughs> so uh, tell me like, about your experiences with clutch claw sir let me put on my therapist glasses where did the clutch claw hurt you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, having to stop attacking to actually uh, get myself uh, to tenderize one pot, or, or at the start of a, of a fight, uh, having to to slap three times instead to enrage it, tenderize it, and go down. I, I think it really interrupts the flow of a fight. It does. I don't know why they thought that was such a good idea. Did they not realize that every player had to start off the hunt? Because you can't deal damage to most of the monsters without tenderizing. You had to start every single hunt with that. And it just felt so monotonous and boring. And then it had upkeep on it, too. It was crazy. Uh, so, can you say that again? So, was that the only gripe with Iceborne? So you, you liked pretty much everything besides just Clutch Claw? Yeah, basically just... Let's let's go be my only issue with it. Yeah, I mean, I get that's fair. I think that's pretty much everyone's complaint with Iceborne because Iceborne had some really good fights and a lot of good returning monsters. Like, I, I'll, it doesn't give him much credit, but the Garuga, Ian Garuga in World is fantastic. Cause I used to hate Garuga's fight. I love World's Garuga. Yeah, same thing. Um, all right, so World bad, Iceborne good. 
Minus Clutch. Oh, did you ever play Ice, the uh, the community edition mod uh, that basically removed Clutch Claw? No, I didn't. Oh, uh, you should you should give that a try if you get a chance, because it's basically heard, better. I, I've heard many many changes makes to to what Ice removes, but didn't try instead. All right. Well, if you get a chance, if you're feeling bored with Rise or you know Sunbreak when that comes out. I highly recommend giving Ice a chance because it's basically Iceborne without the Clutch Claw. There's a lot of other uh, changes, but it's just uh, Iceborne without Clutch Claw. Uh, is it anywhere when I when I can get the Iceborne DC or? Um, I don't know if it's on Nexus. There is an Ice Discord that has all the you know patch notes, downloadable files, and all that stuff. You can get it from there too. Also on the No Gods No Kings Jin uh, Cord, uh, it's on there. Uh, you, you can find links to it all over the place. I'll try giving giving a check there then. Should be fun. Um, Alright, so then let's go ahead and segue into from Iceborne going into Rise. What was your like original concerns for you know the portable fifth, I guess, is basically what the game is gonna be? And what were you most looking forward to before you actually got your hands on it? Okay, when I first played Rise on Switch, uh, I actually I was actually expecting too much more than, than I actually found there, which was uh, which was a real letdown for me. But curiously, when I when I go to Rise again on PC, I I found myself liking it way more than. than Is that just because it played better? Uh, no, or you just not didn't because have the I played better, but. Huh? Is it that, or you just didn't have the expectations that you had going into it the first time? Yeah, uh, it's mostly because I did. I didn't have expectations. I I just knew what I was going to find in the PC version, and being able to record the stuff um, and playing more more smoothly, which also really helped. So does Great Sword uh, feel much better on the PC then, with the the frames and yeah, stuff? Yeah, Great Sword feels much better on PC than. Running, running switch. Coolsies, that's good to know because I know some weapons. I think people are saying that the extra frame rate, like they have to turn it down to actually get like their hits right. I don't know. I think Rainy or someone playing Charge Blade was saying that. So, oh, um, I don't, I'm just just spouting what I hear. So you saying Great Sword feels good? Sounds good to me. Yeah, so. Great Great Sword feels really good here. So then, what about Rise was a letdown for you? Yeah, it was mostly the the amount of content it, it had to offer, and and I'm being a bit hard here, uh, having no no actual end game uh, des- destroys a monster hunter game quite. And isn't it weird yes. because people say like, oh, you don't need an end game, but it's like yeah, that's the only the thing monster- keeping people playing. Yeah, but, but the Monster Hunter and Endgame is what keeps you playing. Yeah, and it's like... If, I, if I, you I, don't have a... Oh, if, go ahead. If you don't have a... A juicy, uh, a juicy content for Endgame, you, you just don't keep playing. Right. And I think that's, yeah, kind of what Rise's problem was, is like literally the only thing to do once you finish like Narwa was grind for, for Narwa pieces, because there's like nothing else to make. For the yes, longest time, uh, or you just play for fun, but with no, with no objective at all. 
So now is that an opinion you had in like the initial release of Rise or is that even up to like the 3.0 where they actually brought in, you know, all the Elder Dragons, the All Mother Fight and Valstrax? Do you still have the uh, same opinion? With each update, I thought the, the, the content issue was going to be solved, but sadly it wasn't solved though. Yeah, I mean, they drop like four monsters at a time. <laughs> yeah, I think may maybe this, this is going to give uh, a decent reason to play. Mm. No, not really. Once once you form, once you farm each armor that interested you, you just didn't have anything else to do. Well, and I, I guess that's kind of why I liked I because I also I hated World at the time uh, because they kept like staggering out events like every other week to like force me to keep playing even though I didn't really want to. But on the same, on the flip side of that, Rise hasn't done anything in like since March or something like wait it came out in March March April May like May like it's literally had no new content besides like stickers and stuff and some weird like random event quests. Uh, and then we're all talking shit about it. So I, I don't know. I'm just, that was weird that you know you're damned if you do damned if you don't kind of thing yeah that's that's one of the reasons rice felt so bad because the, the events mostly suck yeah there's like mean, nothing to it if you if all you have to offer to me some stickers some poses and no actual armor weapons whatever whatever worth farming uh, barely doesn't mean anything that you include events on the game. Yeah. And isn't it weird that we still, we didn't get any armors or weapons for any of the Apex monsters, even after they took them out of the Rampages to give them their own quests and stuff? There was like, there was no reason to do them. Uh, but, do you mean the, the Apex emergency events or just bringing no, Apex it, monsters it, outside? It, even like the regular events, not the emergency ones, like because they originally were just tied to Rampage only. And then as the updates came out, they took the monsters out of Rampage and gave them their own quest to do. And even then, they didn't give us Apex armors or weapons to go with those quests. Uh, I think the the main point of that was just to, to be able to fight those monsters outside front, uh, outside Rampage. But like, and that's the thing that's weird, like, is that really worth it? Because I think the pe only people that really care about those are like speedrunners and hardcore players. But it's so it's like, uh, yeah. I think the casual players wanted a reward for doing that. Only the hardcore people wanted to fight them just to fight them. Yeah, it's that's basically the problem. Uh, fighting them outside Rampage doesn't offer you anything if you're not a speedrunner. Yeah. Or, 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 or if you don't really love the fights. Mm-hmm. So then, with Sunbreak announcement coming around uh, in like five days, uh, what are your hopes that they're going to show for that? Because I feel like this is going to be the last big like trailer before the Sunbreak launch. Obviously, we might get like one more little thing, but I think this is going to be like the big one. Uh, what I'm hoping for the the announcement in five days. I'm hoping at least that they announce one or two more monsters, but mostly. Uh, 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 I want them talking about new mechanics, uh, new moves for weapons, new kinds of quests, and, and possibly what our end game if there if there's any content we'll have on some way. Would you consider like if they showed new subspecies 
counting as new monsters? Uh, subspecies counting and counting as new monsters. You mean, for example, if they, if Azure Ruffalos came back, they will consider them a new monster or? Right. Well, would you consider that adding a new monster? Actually, let me not Azure Ruffalos. Let me give you a better example. So. When Iceborne came around, because they added a bunch of new monsters like Savage Joe, uh, Runer, Nergigante, Coral, Puke, uh, Viper Toby, and all those all those monsters. The problem was, at least in my opinion, was that they only added those to the G rank version of the game. So, and the the base forms didn't have a G rank uh, quest attached to them, so you never really fought them. So to me, it felt like all those subspecies that they added was just the G rank version of the monster, not hey, we're getting a new monster because it was you didn't have those in g-rank at all like all those monsters got pushed out to the side we didn't have regular goose we didn't have regular joe we didn't have regular uh Nergigante. we just had the new forms in g-rank so does it really count as a new monster or is this just the g-rank form of the monster uh, i think it can it can be considered a new monster but i think they they also should have to do the high rank version of, of it for example, in GU, when it, when they included, I think, was Basarios and Nerslo, they, they included it, them for high ones too. Did they? So, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, they did. So, yeah, Bas Basarios and Nerslo were on G1, but you would fight them on high ones too. Okay. You're talking about Shrouded uh, and Ruby, right? Uh, no, uh, Shrouded, Nursla, and Ruby didn't get back. Uh, oh, right, yeah. G, I'm thinking for you. I'm, I'm stupid. Yeah, don't mind me. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, they got, yeah, they got, got G-Rain forms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah basically. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if they're going to announce new monsters, I would rather actually see new monsters, not subspecies. I really hope they don't just start showing off. Like, yeah, I, I feel like we're going to get subspecies for like Gosharog to Tranodon and like something else. Like, we'll get a couple of them, but I'm like, if that's all they're showing, I'm like, that's not new to me. That's uh, just um, because they asked uh, putting subspecies sub there is quite the, the lazy way of doing stuff. Yeah. They're, they're not really new monsters at all, just mm, better versions of, <laughs> or a slightly different versions of what we are ready, so. Yeah, I just I hope they don't do what they did with Iceborne and just add the subspecies and then just, you know, not give us the G-rank of the other ones, because then you're just, yeah, you're copping out. You know, keep adding stuff like Lunagon, Malzano. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you think we're actually gonna get like because you mentioned like uh, quest modes like a new quest types Do you think we're actually gonna get something like that kind of like how Iceborne brought in guided lands and stuff? Uh, do you think we're gonna get something new? Uh, I think in some trailers they talk about uh, a Really big area to explore Isn't that the Citadel uh, though? Uh, yeah, I think that was the Citadel And I'm pretty sure and I'm fairly sure well, more than pretty sure uh, that that will be our ending. For, but isn't that just like the new map? Like, because I feel like if they're going to do like what they did with Iceborne and add one new map, which they added Horfrost, I feel like the Citadel is going to be Sunbreak's one new map. You think they're going to also attach like an endgame quest system to it? Hmm. it? It's actually possible that it's just a new map and the endgame stuff will be a completely different thing more rampage 
uh, and what I'm what I'm really scared uh, and sure at the same time, but is that Brain Page will surely make make his make its way back to I mean, it's going to. How much of an impact it's going to have in the game is you know anyone's guess because they're not going to just give up all the Rampage weapons and stuff and take out that entire mechanic of the fight, or because like. Even in Iceborne, they brought back Siege once to do Safi Jiva, but I feel like they're not just going to abandon Rampage. They'll probably have Rampage quests for G-Rank just to upgrade your Rampage weapons, but it's probably not going to be attached to the story at all. Could uh, you imagine if that's the only endgame stuff we have? Uh, I I sure hope not. But, well, who knows? Uh, we might find whatever weapons response. Fair. No, but... Uh, but I think it won't be be related just away on some way because it's a completely different legend. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that's gonna be. Um So what do you want to actually see change in your eyes though, going into summer? Not what you're hopeful uh, you know, to see in the trailers, but what do, what system in Rise do you not like? Anything about Rise that you want to see changed? Uh uh, what do I want to see change? Uh, see, what's what's it? Weapons? And or... anything? Do you not like how weapons look? Do you not like how uh, everyone uh, has to run raw and elementals garbage? Do you like or want like different uh, questing? Do you want a certain monster change? Anything? Like something about Rise that you just want to see improved on in Sunbreak? Well, uh, one thing about the Rise I really want want to see improved in Sunbreak. Uh, Insectglaive, please. Oh, really? Insectglaive? So Insectglaive itself is in, in base price is just terrible. It's easily the... I, I would say it's easily the worst melee weapon. Really? Worse than Gunlands? Uh, and some people really say Gunlands is really bad, but I'm fairly sure that Insectglaive can be considered even worse than that. Now, is it because is it like due to a, a gameplay mechanic and how gun or how uh, Inside Glaive plays? Because just from Gunlance's perspective, Gunlance is actually solid. It's got a really good move set. It's got a lot of fun like mechanics to play with it. And I really like Gunlance personally. It just does no damage. Is Inside Glaive the same thing where it just does no damage for the amount of work it has to output uh, or what? The, pro the problem with Inside Glaive is that it does it barely does no damage, uh, and it feels really uh, unnecessarily in intense to play that like in order to actually do something relevant you have to be playing like if you were on a speed run but playing casually <laughs> like, yeah you, you're gonna uh, you gotta you gotta be really precise for for learning its best attack which is the wyvern diving it, it's hippos just feels really awful. Uh, you, you have to be really precise to land, I think, with that. Yeah, because that's the same with like a uh, slap lance for gun lance. It's because like uh, one of the insect glaive strongest moves is like the big wide swing, but like it tends to get hit on like legs and other parts of the monsters and not their face. You have to kind of like position yourself away from it to make sure that it actually swings and hits the face kind of thing. Yeah. Uh... For that comparison you did, I, I think Gunlands feels really fun because of the rushy animations, mostly. First, you, you go you go flying from from a corner 
both them out to another. And but also, Rice solved a lot of Gunlance's problems initially. It was like it has movement options now with you know spammable blast dashes and uh, this uh, splitter, whatever that slides you across. That's got hyper armor, and it's got a counter like a, a guard point that restores sharpness, which, you know, half of Gunlance's problem was that it ate too much sharpness with shelling. So, like, Rise solved a lot of Gunlance's problems. It just didn't have damage yeah. attached to it. So, I mean, what yeah, problems does Insect Glaive have? It has no damage, but well, at least you you are doing more than one thing. With Insect Glaive, you are, you are barely doing two different things. Now, okay. would that be a different case if uh, Insect Glaive's buffs lasted longer? Because I think they're only, like, what, like 45 seconds or something in Rise? Uh... I think uh, in Rise they last like one minute or or something like that. Oh, it's actually a minute. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. But having to rebuff, yeah. you know, four times a fight kind of sucks. Yeah, uh, it kind of sucks, especially when when a hand with insect glaive might might easily take like seven or or eight minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a long time spending buffing. So, okay, inside glaive buffs would be cool. I mean, I, I want to see a lot of weapons buffed, to be honest, going into the sunbreak. Like, I want nerfs, too. Like, obviously, we need the top four weapons nerfs. Okay, so, I'm a gunner, and I need bow, light bowgun, and heavy bowgun nerfed. They're just, they're too dumb right now. Their fire rate's stupid. Yeah, and, bow just does too much damage. It's too I, much! Because... Because I play, I played bow quite much in Rise because I really like bow, and it, it feels it's unfair. My, my, it's really my favorite kind of weapon, actually. Yeah, it's bow is really fun to play, uh, uh, even if it's really broken. You know, I actually don't think it's all that fun. It doesn't feel like bow because you're rapid firing like dozens of arrows at a time. I really wish that bow went back to more like an adept style bow from GU. I think adept bow was my favorite bow because it was still like yeah. single individual power hits that felt more like a greatsword. Uh, but you actually had like some dash and mobility with it with the adept dodge and stuff, which felt fun. And I just I'm not a fan of how shotgunny bows become in fifth gen. Okay, well. Got that out of the way. So, um, one other question I had for you though, because um, I know Monster Hunter has kind of changed a lot in the past, you know, four or five years with the uh, fifth gen and stuff. Uh, to me, it feels like they're trying to like reach out to a broader audience to grab more people rather than appease the core fan base that they had. Um, do you think that their whole idea with gimmicks, like every single game has like some sort of gimmick, like World was Slinger, Iceborne was Clutch Claw, Rise is Wirebugs, like even GU was, you know, Hunter Arts and stuff. Do you think that's yeah. a good, healthy way to, you know, progress Monster Hunter in the future? Or do you think they should start, you know, dialing that back and adding in something else to the game? I, above, I think it's, it's always good to include uh, an interesting mechanics. And mechanic uh, as long as they don't force you to use it which was uh, why I, I really hated flash club because because you you were uh, uh, almost absolutely forced to to use clutch to do something well it's the same reason why i don't like wyvern writing is because for whatever reason any aerial attack and any slipbind attack like forces wyvern writing on you it's like yeah, but, but at least but at least side by moves uh, don't feel like they they interrupt the game. 
well, until a monster comes in and like Rathian fireballs whatever you're fighting, and then it turns into Wyvern ride mode, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, it's that, time to stop. That's my the shit. only part. I, that's the only part I hate, and and I'm really glad uh, Sam that I think Sam is gonna add an option to make that that aspect more option. I hope they do because that like. I can deal with wyvern riding. It's when random monsters come in and swing at the monster and force it into wyvern riding. It's like, okay, well, I mean, I gotta like wait ten because seconds, I, and yeah, it's just it's silly. It's so because I think the they published a, a, a screenshot. Yes, uh, it was a screenshot of they showing an option of the of the menu, which marked the the wyvern no the wyvern riding thing. Uh, being able to customize how you wanted to mount. I I saw that and I am skeptical because I feel like it's not they're not going to have the option to turn it off. It'll be different ways to mount it, but it's not something that you're going to be able to stop. So I feel like they're not going to let monsters like you're not going to be able to have an option. So monsters don't cause wyvern riding when they hit each other kind of thing. Yeah, but for example, if you're able to to keep hitting a monster without mounting it, that's enough for me. But isn't that just like, isn't that just a clagger at that point? Uh, yeah, it's a clagger, but it doesn't interrupt anything because you you will surely choose to not mount the monster. Just keep hitting it. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Okay. It's, it just becomes an opportunity rather than stopping what yeah. you're doing. It's actually a quite a big opportunity to, to, uh, to deal damage. Okay. All right, fair enough. So you like the whole idea of gimmicks as long as they're done right and they're not forced upon you. It's kind of like for you's ledging and mounting system, which obviously became core to the whole franchise, but it was a gimmick in that generation. Uh, I didn't understand that last part. Did you... Oh, so basically, so you like the idea of gimmicks as long as they're not done like forcibly, kind of like for you, where for you's whole gimmick was with mounting, but now mounting is a core part of the game. It's not something that's forced upon you. It's just an option that you have now. Yeah, as long as, the, uh, as it's an option, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's just there. Uh, I may use it if you want. If I don't, I don't use it. And, it, and it's cool. Do you think uh, Sunbreak is going to add a new mechanic that we're forced to interact with? Uh, from what I've seen in trailers, uh, you saw the the thing when you stick a, like a, like an spider on a monster or something like that and, and you warbang it. But that's but we've already confirmed that that is a uh, endemic life thing. It's like it's the puppet spider, uh, but it's like the puppet spider alternative. It's just like a throw at it and it wallbangs it really quick. It's not something oh. that we're going to have to do. Oh, so you just you, you don't even have to pick this spider. Yeah, it, it's right. literally just like any of the other little endemic lives that you can throw at monsters. This one just does a oh. wall bang. Uh, so yeah, it's not I that mean, bad. I, everyone was skeptical yeah. when that came out. It's not like we're getting wall bangs back. It's not oh, Iceborne 2.0. Oh, if it's like that, it's really cool. You're not forced to use that. Uh, you, and it just feels fun. So yeah, and... I don't think they will have a mechanic that, that will be forced, forced to use, or, or at least I hope they don't. Okay. Just curious to what your thoughts on that were, because yeah, I, I, it doesn't seem like they're going to do it. I feel like they would have shown that already as like a new like hype piece for the game, but I think they've stepped away from that, which is good. Um, 
And then the last thing I wanted to ask you about, so there's a big hot topic currently about seeing returning monsters versus new monsters in games. And I wanted to know your thoughts about that because currently the way Monster Hunter games come out is that they typically add about 10 new monsters, which are mostly low rank monsters. And then they add 25 existing monsters. And I'm curious what your thoughts on the whole wanting new monsters versus returning monsters debate. Like, what is your take on that? When a when an old monster returns, I, I, in my opinion on it, it mostly depends on what it is. For example, when they announced Astalos is coming back, I, I, I was really hyped because I really like Astalos. Well, okay, so. Uh, let me pause you really quick. I love Astalos too, but I don't actually like the Astalos fight. I like Thunderbolt uh, Astalos' fight. His uh, Deviant Bolt is River. fantastic. Bolt yeah, what? Ryzex, Astalos, I, I play too much Double Cross in the English <laughs> patch. I, like, I'm thinking uh, Azure yeah. Bolt, uh, Ryzex. Yeah, I, um, yeah I, I play Double Cross too, and, uh, and that happened to me. Yeah, uh, but I like his fight, and I'm pretty sure if they're going to introduce him, they're going to give his Deviant or his Apex in it so i'm really hyped for that not so much actual ryzex because i didn't really care for his fight that was kind of boring but the deviant fight that's fucking top notch i i actually really like both fights really you don't you i don't know i mean that's fair i just thought he was a little boring because like he's really slow in his base form yeah i can't i i see that the his base form is definitely slower but but oh, I but your great sword that makes more sense. It gives you a time to. But, but I don't plan. think the fight can be considered boring at all. I hope he doesn't have because, his counter hit zones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and seeing everything while as a great sword main influences how you see monsters. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, um, that's an everybody thing. Everybody sees monsters differently depending on the weapons they they pick. It's just yeah, that, that that that's why I really like you, for example. <laughs> That's why I'm afraid of Grand Golem. I'm like, you know what? That guy's gonna have no gunner hit zones at all. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's quite simple. Like, it, like it's gonna be terrible for Kanos. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, so, uh, so then, what new what monsters do you want returning? Obviously, if you're okay with having more returning monsters, uh, what do you want to see besides Gormagala? Uh, what would sword. Yeah, what would you want to see them announce on the 10th? Uh, I really want to see Seregios. Good old Steve. Seregios, it's, a, it's always a really cool monster to add to any game. Do you think if they did add Seregios, they would add his weapons that still have the roll to sharpen mechanic, or do you think they would cut that out? If they didn't, that would feel really, really terrible compared to how they were, because that's that was the main point of, of Seregios' weapons. Well, that was one of my complaints about Monster Hunter in general, was that there's not very many, like, skills and stuff that, like, do something else besides increase a number besides, somewhere. Yeah, I saw that, besides giving more damage. It's right. Just, it's just seeing a bigger number, nothing and, more. And I like things like Seregios' skills, uh, and uh, Vulcana's Frostcraft, and Safi's uh, armor thing, uh, when you got hurt and you had red life, you got more stats. Like stuff like yeah. that changes your play style yeah. a little bit. And I really wish I had more stuff like that. So, I mean, I would love for Steve to come back and have that brought back to the game, maybe as a decoration again, like they did in GU. But if they brought back Steve and they didn't have that, that's what I'm worried about. And they just didn't have yeah. his thing. Uh, having gimmicks such as that feels really refreshing. 
Yeah, it's just a different because, way to play. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not doing what you usually do. You just you just adapt to a different play style on a specific weapon. And then it also makes other weapons more viable because like weapons that had like a, just a sliver of like white sharpness or purple, I guess we're going to have in G rank um, suddenly become good. because it's like, oh, I could just roll that a couple times rather than have to run like protective polish or something like that. So, I mean, it helps broaden the weapons like availabilities. So, so I, I kind of want that to come back. I don't know, I'm just pessimistic. I just feel like when they're going to do stuff like that, they're going to butcher it somehow. And if they brought it back to Steve, they're going to be like, well, he doesn't have his roll to sharpness weapons. Like, Yeah, that's okay. that's why I, I'm not really expecting too much either because I I don't want it to be a, a letdown like Rice was. Me too. I'm in the same boat. I like I just I really want Sunbreak to do well, not only because I just I want to play a really good game, but I don't have anything else on the horizon that like I'm interested in. Like everything that's coming out this year, like it's kind of like whatever. Sunbreak's like the game that's supposed to hold me over for a long time. I just, I really want to see the uh, game do good, but I'm so skeptical uh, with Iceborne and Rise, and I'm like, eh. in, in my case, there's more stuff coming this year besides Sunbreak, which really interesting. Oh, what for are you example, looking forward to? Uh, for example, Shadowbreak Chronicles 3. Okay, okay. Not my jam, but okay. Yeah, because I. Uh, Isn't that coming out like, around uh, the same time? Uh, I think Xenoblade will come like one month after summer. Yeah, because I thought like it was originally slated for like September, like end of September, but then like they pushed it back to like summer, and I was like, yeah, okay. They, they, uh, they moved it. They moved it to like uh, twenty nine also. Okay, so I mean, at least if summer doesn't pan out, you got that going for you. Uh, I'll have plenty of time to play summer before, luckily. Cool. Well, good for you, because I don't have anything on the horizon, because I've just never been a Xenoblade person, so... Yeah. No, it's mostly because I love RPGs. It's easily my favorite genre of video games. I, I love RPGs, too. Um, I just... A lot of them these days are either just, like, dating simulators or waifu bait, and none of them had, like, yeah. crazy, like, cool mechanics. It's like, I'm, I'm still hooked in, like, Path of Exile, which is, like, my RPG of choice right now, but I can only play it, like, so much at a time because it just gets too overwhelming. Uh, I tried playing Path of Exile, actually, some years ago, and uh, it just didn't catch me at all. I mean, that's fair. It's... it's incredibly hard to play and i hate i would never recommend it for people and it's got just a very niche core audience that because the game is just it's hard for the sake of being hard and there's nothing to help you like understand how the game works at all there's nothing you have to like go yeah, on these third-party sites and information for literally everything yeah, it's annoying. I, I felt like like there was too much information and they didn't clarify me anything about all that information yeah there's literally so nothing I, it gets like throwing too much stuff at me without really explaining me anything. Yeah, and that's that's a problem. That's why I'm really hoping Path of Exile 2, which I think is coming out next year or something, um, it's going to be nice because it's going to basically start back from like ground zero, so people have a can't uh, a chance to like actually play the game like before they add like seven years of league mechanics on top of stuff. And I think that'll be a good introduction for people. But right now, I would never recommend Poe to anybody. <laughs> So um, that's pretty much all the questions I had uh, written up. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about or say anything else before we wrap this up? 
Uh, I don't think there's any more, there's any top, topic more than that I want to discuss. I, I think we pretty much discussed many stuff. Yeah, I like to get, I like to pry people my on all their thoughts on Monster Hunter. Well, actually, yes, there's one thing I I want to ask, ask you about. Yeah, go for it. Uh, what do you think on the community world uh, broke to in general? Like the official community, like the on like Capcom side, or like just mean like the Twitter community around Monster Hunter in general? Uh, everything. Like, uh, how do you see the fan base of Monster Hunter Seeds War? Uh, all right, that was, a, that was a fun question. Um, yeah, I, 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 I was thinking of that question, and I know it's a quite delicate question, but I wanted to, to just yeah, throw it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, see, I'm in, like, this weird mixed state, like, because I want to see Monster Hunter do well, but I'm also very critical of a lot of the things they do wrong because I want them to improve on the game. So I'm, I'm pretty negative towards the game in general, and that is really not perceived well online because online the community only wants to hear the positives and everything good about a game, and they don't want to see people talking bad about their game because then people feel like it's an attack on themselves, which is dumb. I don't understand people. I'm pretty robotic that way. I just yes, I don't get uh, I don't get feelings. Yeah, that, that's that, that's exactly my opinion. I, I don't want to see opinion over fact. Like right. If if something it's obviously wrongly done, just admit it. It's nothing too bad to, to do. Yeah, no, I'm on the same boat there. And so, like, in Monster Hunter's community is weird in that not only do they not like to see anyone talk bad about any of their monsters, their weapons, their games, whatever. Like, they only want to see positives. But then also, the community is split in this hardcore and softcore fan base where. The people who speedrun and play hard and do others like optimal stuff. You don't even have to be a speedrunner. You could just have brains and like want to play the game as best as you can. Are seen as evil tyrants and villains and gatekeepers towards the more casual audience who... I, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're dumb, but they just don't have the burden of knowledge and understanding how the game works to like want to correct themselves and want to do better and there's always this battle in the community of you know the quote-unquote elitists and tryhards versus the casual crowd that i absolutely hate and all the big content creators for monster hunter are in that more casual crowd because obviously it's a bigger audience and it's a larger like player base and they can only ever say good things about the game and can't ever do any critical pieces or think about any things that can be improved really and it's just it feels so stagnant on that side of monster hunter and then like the more elitist people are often viewed as toxic because we complain about things and want things to be better because we love the game that much we just want to see like point out like hey this is a flaw can this not be a thing or can this be changed or whatever and there's just this weird battle with the whole monster hunter community that drives me flipping insane and i just I don't know, man. I just don't care for it. I don't care for the Monster Hunter community, which I'm sure is going to get fucking flagged and sent to Capcom. I'm part of Capcom's creator program, too, and I'm supposed to be shilling for them. And as much as I do, because I want to see their stuff improve, I'm going to voice my opinions and my criticisms. I don't really give a shit of what people think about me. I just... I don't know. I, I'm i tired of people being in this, like, la-la land of everything's good, great, and grand, and we can only talk about positives. And the whole, like 
statement of you can only say if you don't have anything good to say don't say anything at all is fucking stupid to me because then that means you're basically saying you can't voice criticism you can't expect yeah, people yeah. to be better and that's just the, yeah. that's the whole community in a nutshell and i just don't like yeah, that. that's that's a pretty fucked up so i, I and i hate it so like I, I i love reaching out to monster hunter uh content creators and other people in the community like that's why i love doing the podcast with people it's just because i want to talk about other people's experiences because we all have the exact same feelings towards monster hunter people just don't get to voice their stuff for one reason or other either they don't have the audience to voice their uh complaints about or they can't or just because like fucking legal ties with you know capcom yeah, and yeah. stuff it's just no, no, yeah no, mostly because of a very stupid call it that uh, of some kind or of hey you're voicing your opinion but it's not what they want to hear right so they so they'd be throwing daggers at you right and monster hunter is such a small community it still is very small that everyone kind of knows everybody and word gets around on anything that happens so if you have a opinion that goes against the crowd it's so easy that other people just ostracize you entirely and it's just i don't know i just i really hate the community and i hate online stuff like that just because of that reason Yes, um, that, that's why not not only Monster Hunter, but many communities uh, get I, to well, I know most communities are like that. It literally like any online space is like that. It's just Monster Hunter is so tight knit and small that I feel like it's so much more prominent and easy to see. Yeah, but but the thing is, since World Monster Hunter can be really considered a niche uh, series or. I well, I mean, I think it still is. World was a weird thing where, like, because it was the first game to come on on mainland consoles, a lot of people did pick it up, and it brought a lot of light to the uh, whole gaming, like, Monster Hunter gaming as a general, because it was pretty small until then. But even now, I think that bubble popped, and people don't really care so much as they did when World first came out. Because you can see with, like, the numbers and stuff, Monster Hunter, like, World and Rise have, like, probably less than 500 people viewing on Twitch, which is still incredibly tiny for... Uh, categories that have millions and millions of followers and stuff, whereas other games that have been out for a decade still have hundreds of thousands of viewers, maybe not that much, but a ton. So like, I feel like Monster Hunter started up with this huge high at the start of 5th gen with World and then just kind of tanked again. So Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I see it the same way. It's just gonna be down with each game more and more. Mm -hmm. Probably. I mean, as long as, uh, unless they start doing something crazy with Monster Hunter 6 and redo the game like all over again, like they kind of, they kind of did with World. Uh, but I don't think it's going to get back to that levels of hype because people are probably burnt out of Monster Hunter right now. Other than like the hardcore fan bases, which is what we still have currently, new players aren't going to see another Monster Hunter game and be like, oh, let's get into that finally. Because, I mean, there's a million games out there for you to play. If they didn't go in now, yeah. why would they go for this next game? Yeah, but uh, w when we're talking about series that have been out for so long as Monster Hunter, which uh, I think Monster Hunter has like almost 20 years of existence or something like that. Yeah, but it, that's the thing. It's, it's been out for that long and they've come out with a game every, you know, 12 to 18 months since 2004 and the player base is still that tiny because it's almost exclusively an eastern audience thing i don't think it's going to really get much bigger than that because it's been around forever and yeah they try to branch out with world and world 
get everyone's attention, but I think they just kind of dropped the ball on it with, you know, how they handled uh, World into Iceborne and, and into Rise, because Rise had amazing sales and stuff too, and then everyone just dropped it immediately, so I think people are going to be a bit more skeptical going into Sunbreak and Monster Hunter 6. I don't think the community is going to get that much bigger, to be honest. Yeah, it will just probably, as you say, uh, be, be getting smaller, smaller with each game. Yeah, probably. Because, because all the hype, oh, all the hype boom to say it's great, uh, was in this world. Well, it's because they have the the problem with you know the whole end game system is there's nothing to do and to keep players' attention. So a lot of people play the game, get through the story, get through the hub quest, and they're like, well, now what do I do? And it's like the only thing to do in every yeah. Monster Hunter game is to hunt more, to either get decorations to hunt faster, or do event quests to get some cool armor pieces. I mean, that's literally yeah, but, it. There's nothing more to do. Yeah, but way too many people that which whose world was their first Monster Hunter game just played it like that. And go through the story, go through the hub quests. Yeah, and then they drop uh, it. Kill Shinojiba and. Hey, the game's finished. Why should I play? Why should I keep playing it? Yeah, right. They just don't. Well, that's exactly why they need a really robust and enticing endgame system to keep people playing. But they don't have that. I thought Iceborne was onto something with their Guided Lands because they did lock certain monsters and obviously armor pieces and stuff behind Guided Lands fights, which I thought was cool because then you also had to upgrade a lot of your equipment through the Guiding Lands. But then, like, after the first couple updates, they literally invalidated everything for the Guided Lands because Safi Jiva came out and everything past that was just like, you don't need to use the Guided Lands for anything else. You go in there, you hunt a monster once to get the upgrade materials, and then you're done. So Yeah, but that, that's a, way, a good way of promoting uh, an endgame because they're telling you, hey, you're not finished here. Did you... And you have more more stuff. Well, it, and it, it worked. A lot of people like were in the grinding lands for call it grinding lands for a long time. And grinding um, lands. Yeah. Because I mean, it was a thing we had to do, uh, just because we wanted to keep our weapons, you know, upgraded for every patch. We were ready to go and fight the new next monster, and that's why I think like it was a pretty good idea. And I actually like the guided lands. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was a pretty good like system. They just needed to improve on it and not just abandon it entirely halfway through Iceborne's like lifespan. Yeah. It's mostly that. People need a clear way to see uh, that there's more to just doing the story, doing the hub quest, and keep playing. Right. Yeah, and that was the fun thing about the Guided Lands. It's like, you know, like you're, you just got here. These areas are level one. You're like, well, what's the max? And then you start unlocking new encounters like Zenogre and Garuga and Savage Joe and like Gold and Silverlost and all these uh, crazy things as you start doing more post-game content. I think they need to do more stuff like that. Just, you know, keep it fleshed out and going forward. Like if they had Guided Lands, but then also like when you were, like, let's take Rise, for example. If they have like a Guided Lands for Rise, that, that's also how you do your uh, charm farming. Like you kill stuff out there and it just starts piling in charms. I think that'd be fucking great. People hate charm farming right now because it's just drop whatever pieces you can to the melder and do whatever. But if we can go yeah, out there that's... and start hunting more consistently and just getting consistent rewards, I think that could keep players hooked. Yeah, Rice's charm system and you see the rewards charm system. It's awful. It's like Gen, GU, and 4U was so much better. I know yeah. it was still shit, but like you could grind a lot more decorations. Yeah, but, but and at least then you, you have you have a specific quest to farm. Yeah, 
Yeah, you had something yeah. to and do. Here, here you don't have anything. Yeah, you're like, oh, we have to farm Narwa because it gives the most points for the Melder. <laughs> it's just nah, nothing it's, but Narwa. It's, uh, it's the best thing to do in, in time, resources, relation. Yeah, it was that and then failing Arena Rajan quest just to get those things cycling faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. They, they need to do something about that. I don't like the charm system in general. I honestly thought World's decoration grind was a lot better than charm grinding. I know the attack decos and crit eye and stuff like that have really low drop rates, but I feel like they could have made the system 100% more palatable if they had just made every monster have an affinity and higher drop rate for a certain span of decorations. Like, if Nurgagante had a higher drop rate for, like, attack decos and, like, peak performance or, like, vitality, and then, like, Toby Kodachi was, like, crit and thunder and stuff, and, like, each monster just had a set like higher drop chance for this it would make people go out and hunt a lot more different monsters and make them feel like they were actually target farming decos that they needed for their sets and i felt like that would have been just amazing like if we just had that yeah in base world you could do pretty much almost anything to farm decos and and it worked uh, and it worked quite well for yeah uh, and then even farm tier two monsters like Lithiana or and investigations were fun. I like the whole investigation system. I just wish we had, like I said, affinities towards certain stuff. So we know, oh, yeah, I want to fight these couple monsters. And you're out there grinding investigations. And you're like, oh, look, these monsters came up. Now I can go fart, find, fart, find these decorations. But yeah. yeah. Better than charms. Charms are just, you're, you're going in blind. Yeah. You have no idea I, what's going to pop out. I think kind of agree on the decos thing. Uh, Except when it when it comes to to being a bow user, <laughs> my Evo. Well, fuck it. We don't even have a choice in Rise. They're literally. I guarantee you in Rise. So because Rise, obviously, all you have is the Mighty Feather from the arena. That's the only way you can get Mighty Bow. I guarantee you, in Sunbreak, we're gonna have another arena quest or one other headgear that literally is just like an armor upgrade version of that, and that's still gonna be the only way to get Mighty Bow. Yeah. And when I was and when I played Base World, uh. I remember spending literally like 200 hours just to get one Mighty Bow deck. Yeah, you can't play the weapon without it. It's literally stupid to play. Yeah, it's, so. When it comes to situations like that, it's, it sucks forcing me to have this specific gear to, to, to play the weapon I want. Yeah, it's, it's really dumb. It's like what Sarah talked about earlier. It's a weapon tax. Bow has to have that in order to play. Because if you don't have your fourth charge, you're missing yeah. not only... Yes. 30% of your damage because of attack and elemental modifiers where you're like half your bows don't work properly because you only have like charge three and then like they're charge two and charge yeah. three are different shot types it's stupid. Yeah, you, you, need, you need a mighty bow deco you need a, a spread up deco you need a normal deco that's gunning in general like, though no other weapon has like hey you have to slot in three level three decos to get 20% damage just so you're right. like you're usable on anything you do. And that's also why gunning sucks so much in like 5th uh, Jet and Rise. No, it's and, uh, especially bow because for some reason, uh, bow is the, the most expensive weapon to make sets of. Yeah, there's no there's no freedom. You have to have Mighty Bow, you have to have Constitution. You don't have to have Stamina Surge, but it's incredibly nice. You have to have Normal Up or Spread Up or whatever type your bow is, but you have to use all of your slots to make the bow usable. It's, it's literally the, the weapon that requires most base skills to, to be able to play. Yep. And isn't it crazy that even though we're running four pieces of armor, because effectively your head does nothing, uh, and you have to use all those like 
gems and stuff to make the bow usable and like usable for an extended period of time, it is still leagues ahead as far as damage as everything else. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, it just does so much fucking damage, even though it's got all these restrictions attached to it. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, in general, what what I am and I think everyone wants is basically more freedom to do stuff. Yep, I would like more freedom. I mean, even from like, you know, other weapons perspectives like, you know, Charge Blade and stuff who have to like slot in. Do we want to have guard up skills? Do we want to do like Savage Axe stuff? Do we want to do uh, file stuff? Like everything's kind of like... I mean, I like the idea that you can make different sets and play the weapon differently, but I hate everything being locked behind skills and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, okay, we have to dedicate half our set to yeah, make sure that this weapon yeah, plays. That's the way we why. Want. That's why meta sets at the end are, are so monotonous. Yeah. You they are boring. Make you just have one or two sets for almost everything, and that's it. You barely play anything else. I think it's a problem with uh, the armor system in general, and I feel like we need more skills just to tinker around with, like uh, all the, like the deviant skills and stuff, and the double skills from older games. Like if we had just more stuff like that to play with, I think the sets would stop being so boring because everyone has the exact same set. It's weakness, exploit, crit boost, attack boost, crit eye, and then whatever you need to make your weapon work. I think that was everything. Yeah, I was like I didn't, I didn't hear anything for a bit. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> Okay, so anything else you want to pick your braid about before we get out of here then, sir? No, uh, I, I think the... I, I think the two questions, aside from, from from what was planned, I don't know how to talk for some reason, uh, I, I already asked them, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it, but at, at least on my side. Okay, I mean, yeah, pretty much everything I had thought of, we've gotten take care of. Um, we'll have to reconvene sometime after the uh, Sunbreak announcements before Sunbreak launch to see, you know, what had no, changed, because sure. maybe we're wrong. We'll see. So, all right, cool. Well, thank you for coming around and spending time and hanging out and drinking and chatting with me. I appreciate it. Uh, and then, yeah, people who don't know Rayla, I'll have his uh, socials linked in the description and stuff. You go check him out. He's going to start streaming again and obviously post his great uh, stuff. I might. No, you're gonna. You're gonna. So. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. So cool. So, uh, yeah. Thank you all for hanging around. I appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, thanks for watching. And we're gonna get out of here. Peace.